So welcome, you guys. My name is Chloe Ballatori. I'm a relationship and communication expert. I'm a graduate of Princeton University and Pat Allen's Want Institute. I use the tools that I learned from Dr. Pat of androgynous semantic realignment. I use tools of transactional analysis as created by Eric Byrne. And I use tools that I've created myself because I've been doing this work for over a decade now. I found this work when I was 10 years married. I'm now, well, I'm almost 21 years married. Yep, almost 20 or 21 or 20. Well, yeah, 21 years married. Um, this work changed my life. And um, I saw, I've seen it change the lives of so many other people. So when I saw the power of this work, it's something that I really felt compelled to share with others. Everything I'm going to teach you tonight is based on established scientific and psychological principles of yin and yang, of the duality of the universe we live in, of masculine and feminine, which I'll go into a little bit more in a moment. Um, but the tools to execute on these principles are relatively new and innovative. And that's why I love this work is because you actually see real results. You do things, you see changes. It's meant to provoke a catharsis. Um, and I was really tired of just the traditional kind of therapy where you go in and you talk and you, you know, you, you get yourself reflected and you have a sympathetic ear, but things don't ultimately change after your appointment. So this room is for people who actually want to see change in their life. Okay. So what is this work? What am I talking about? Um, I've written here, I'm going to put my credentials in the chat because I've written three books on this work that you can find, all of which are available on Amazon. And my first book really has the basics um, of a lot of the stuff that we're going to be talking about tonight. Okay. Um, I also teach this work a few times a year. And so if you do like this work and you're interested in learning more, um, we are going to be starting the introduction to this work, module one, find love and keep it a uh, week from Saturday. Um, and that's on consecutive Saturdays, four Saturdays. It's a four week commitment. We get into the theory and then we really get a chance to work one-on-one -on -one. Um, and apply that theory to our lives. So it's kind of a unique experience. Um, people really like that format because, um, like I said, it you do get to take the theories and translate them to your life and apply things. Um, and so we see a lot of progress in those, and that's really nice. So the link to sign up for that is also here under module packages. Um, okay. So I'm going to give a brief introduction about the principles of this work, and then I'm going to take your questions about love, about relationships, about dating, about communication, about family, about work situations. This work really covers a lot of dynamics. Of course, my specialty is love and relationships, but 
the thing about the principles underlining this work is that you can see them really reflected anywhere. You can see them on reality television, and sometimes I'll do some social media about that. Um, you can see them reflected in science, and I'll get into that. You can see them reflected in the power struggle or the fight of the couple sitting at the table next to you. And so it's really interesting when you learn these dynamics, because then you get um, a next level insight into what's happening. Okay, so we live in a universe here on Earth that's based on duality. We have night and day, we have uh, pain and pleasure, we have, you know, dark and light. I mean, I could go on and on. We don't have one without the other here. And one example of that duality is yin and yang, masculine and feminine. All of us are masculine, all of us are feminine. And it's this balance that brings about consciousness. And that's Carl Jung's definition of consciousness is that balance between masculine energy and feminine energy. Now, when we become out of balance, this is when we start to have problems within ourselves and in our relationships. And these can ultimately manifest physically also in the body as well, because the body mind's kind of one thing. Um, and if you're more interested in that, you can look at some of the work um, by Gabor Mate, which I'll put in the chat here. Um, and one of his colleagues, Bessel Vanderkolk. Um, but basically, you know, this their theory is, and and they have, you know, Gabor Mate and is an MD. Um they've seen lots of patients over time and so they're really able to um give profiles of certain kinds of diseases and the connection um between uh psychology repression and suppression and the manifestation of disease because ultimately if the mind can't think it and the mouth can't express it everything that's been suppressed or repressed will manifest in the body as disease. And so this work is really actually meant to head that off so that we don't get sick. Okay. So we have this duality in the universe, <clears throat> excuse me, as I said, and we have masculine and feminine energy that all of us inhabit. And it's this balance and in us and in our relationships that really kind of determines our happiness and stability in life. Um, when these things become out of balance, that's when we see conflicts. So the most successful relationships are really those that are balanced between masculine energy and feminine energy. Like I said, we're all both. And there's a lot of misunderstanding between what masculine and feminine are. So masculine is the left brain, right? We all know from, and this is the work of a biologist in the 1980s, that we have two hemispheres of our brain, right? We have the left hemisphere, which is linear thinking. It's logical. This is the yang energy, masculine energy. This is competitive, conquering and controlling. This is the energy most of us are in when we're at work. It's ideas, it's giving, nurturing, taking care of, it's very much of the world, okay? And then we have this right side of our brain that is nonlinear. That's the world of feelings that is passive, patient, and vulnerable. 
that is of the world that is in the world to make it fun but not of the world this is the receiving energy um the energy of sensuality sexuality spirituality this is all feminine energy okay why am i telling you all this because as i said the most successful relationships are those in which the energy is balanced now just because you have feminine energy doesn't mean you have to own a vagina okay you can own a penis and still be in feminine energy and i work with lots of couples who have very masculine women and very feminine men and that works out just fine um i also work with a lot of homosexual couples because this again these dynamics apply regardless okay you still need those complementary energies in the relationship to make it successful and you especially need these tools in awkward situations or conflicts okay you don't have to do this stuff all the time but awkward situations conflict resolution that's when these tools really really come in handy and they really show their stuff okay so that's the basic definition between masculine and feminine this is the balance that we're going for within ourselves and within our relationships oftentimes our balance is thrown off as a result of childhood trauma that's things that happen to us between the ages of zero to 12 and whether that's trauma with a big t or trauma with a small t doesn't really matter in this context the point is that most of us are born into situations where we're basically immigrants right and we have to get along with the people who own the refrigerator that's what our survival depends on so we need to form these attachments we develop coping mechanisms and survival strategies that we think are existential truths the problem occurs when we try to take these strategies into our adult lives and they don't work and we end up recreating scenarios from childhood because of something that's been um coined the repetition compulsion which basically means we're duped to repeat that which we don't understand simply because it's familiar so um we had an example i think from last week or a couple of weeks ago where someone was saying you know i've ended up dating guys who were exactly my father and that was the last person that i wanted to emulate um and you know that's the power of the subconscious and the unconscious psyche it will keep pushing these situations at you until you figure them out until you do your psychological spiritual work or get sick i mean that is really the end game with this stuff and you know that my mentor pat allen once you know she likes to say if you don't get your script your script gets you and by script that's a term from transactional analysis by script i mean basically what i've been talking about your your survival strategies your narrative that you form in childhood about how you're going to make it through life and what life is all about um and again we go into more about life scripting that's really a fascinating way to sort of uncover um some of the more nuanced or some buried um narratives that we may be operating under just not be conscious of that's what i really like to do at the modules is sort of approach some of this stuff from a few different angles so that we can 
enlighten ourselves to the greatest degree. So anyways, it's a result of this childhood trauma that, um, what's going on here? Okay. It's a result of this childhood trauma that often we have problems in our relationships. And so that's what else I work with people on is resolving that, understanding that, and understanding ways in which we're sabotaging ourselves and preventing ourselves from truly getting what we want. Okay. Um, now I'm going to open it up for questions. Okay. And you can, okay, Wendy, you can raise your hand. You can put a question in the chat. Um, I'm going to start with Wendy. Hi, Wendy. Hi. Welcome. How can I help you? Yeah, I got a couple questions. So, yeah, so um, I've been um, texting or talking on the phone with a couple of more masculine men, which is, that's a good thing. Um, but I've got a couple questions about that. So one is that um, there, it seems like maybe, what is this thing? Unmute yourself. I think I'm already unmuted, right? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Um, I remember you said you wanted to be with more masculine yeah. men, which means yeah. you want to have your feelings cherished yeah. and so respect that- a man's thoughts. Right. So yeah, I have been talking with two um, seemingly more masculine men. Um, Excellent. I normally date, and um, we haven't met in person yet. And two things about this, um, about the you know building up and chatting and this kind of thing. So neither of them has suggested a date yet. And um, how long has it been? One is almost two weeks. The other is not quite a week. But I'm wondering if they're waiting for me two reasons was um maybe they don't know how to do you know your style or it could be that you know part of what's going on for me is they know that I have this chronic illness and that I've had a particularly difficult couple weeks I wonder if that's playing into it like they're they don't want to push or something or so should I I've just been keeping quiet waiting for them to did you mention that you weren't feeling well I yeah totally I did okay so that could be why Uh uh-huh um you might want to check in and just like so are they have they kind of dropped off no no they keep chatting on or in one calls um twice now okay so so there could be a couple things happening Uh, one they could be trying to be respectful of the fact that you're not feeling well so if you're feeling better you might want to alert them to that the other thing that you could do um is you can let them know, you know, after a week, two weeks max, that you just, you know, you really feel more comfortable meeting in person. What do you think about that? Okay. Okay. So there you are leading with your feelings, asking about your thought, his thoughts, right. you know, because sometimes you get people on the apps who are just going into the app to yeah, see. I don't- like who's out they're just shopping but they're not actually wanting to meet somebody so i don't like it to go on too long okay okay i got the wording that sounds great a good feminine way to suggest things could move along 
Um, so yeah, that's great. Um, the other thing is, you know, because of my condition, usually what I do is I don't bring up my illness first. I try to make myself sound, you know, normal. And so I know you said like the feminine energy is to, we should be interested in the masculine energy rather than interesting to them. But I'm finding if I don't sort of create something interesting about me, it's, it's just feels like that would be like to my detriment, you know? So I'm trying to do like a balance of, you know, not talking about myself a lot, but, you know, talk about some of my accomplishments and um, normal things that I do so that actually both of them know now that I have this medical condition, but um, yeah, I feel like that's going to be a strategy. I might have to sort of amend to, to where I have been. I mean, what do you think of that? Is that a bad idea? Well, I mean, you're in a tough spot because you're on the app. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you're talking about on the app or in person? Well, both. I mean, okay. yeah, both, really. Okay. Um, so, you know, I think it's, you know, it, it's okay to, like, fall into normal conversations, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just that when you're making your first impression... Mm-hmm. sometimes if you're leading with a lot of your accomplishments it ends up it winds up being a competitive situation uh-huh. and then that kills the chemistry oh okay so like in the very beginning that's when it's yeah so critical. i'm just saying lead with your feelings right because already you want to start amping up your feeling side mm-hmm. it's not that you have to keep everything a secret it's just like kind of a, a boat tacking in the wind right if you come on really strong with your, you know, masculine stuff, then he's not going to see where he's needed. It's going to be a competitive vibe, Got you it. know, and men don't want to compete with their women, with their wives or their girlfriends, you know, right. and ultimately, like I said, that's not a good recipe for chemistry, you know, not for a long-term relationship, maybe for a, a you know, one night stand or something, but So that's the only reason why I say, you know, and especially you, because I know you, we've spoken before, and I know you do want to amp up your feminine. So, you know, it will be challenging for you, but do try, you know, to lead, not that you can never say your thoughts or mention things, but just try to lead a little bit more with your feelings, you know, use these dates as an opportunity to receive and to get taken care of. I know you don't have a lot of that in your life right now. So I want to see you practicing receiving a little bit more. And if you're always giving and telling and showing how great and strong and talented and capable you are, it just makes it a little bit harder to receive. Got it. Okay. So I think I'm probably doing the right balance then. It's, It's not that I'm like dominating with that. I'm just, and I did start out in the beginning, like, you know, more feminine. So, right. Okay. Yeah. Nobody does it perfect, you know? So, and with different people, it may be a little different. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. You are welcome. And you guys can ask questions about, you know, any, anything I've said or um, anybody else's work. Okay.
Hi, uh, I've, I've just been really confused on this thing for quite a while now. You said uh, drama with a T or like a low, uh, uppercase T. There's no T in drama. Trauma. Trauma. Oh. Trauma. Oh, sorry. Here, I'll also, put it. Uh, I had another question though. Okay. Um, so I was on a date with this girl and um, so everything was going good. We went back to her place and then I, I thought it was the right time. I said, I love you. And she kicked me out of her place immediately. Was was that was that wrong? Too forward or? You what? It was the first date, and you said I love you. First date, yeah. She was perfect. Was it kind she, of? She, was I, it said in a serious way, or was it said? Yeah, no, it was, it was in a serious way. I, I genuinely felt like I loved her. I felt like I knew her. She like she was the one. So it was a really good date. A really good date. Yeah. And so you, it seemed like she was having a good time as well. I mean, she was smiling. Okay. But then when you said, I love you, she freaked out and got rid of you. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, people are really sensitive to declarations. She didn't even give me back that, my shoe. Like, I, that's the worst part. Like, she isn't had, that like theft? What do you mean your shoes? Like I left my shoe because we took my shoes off of the door. Oh, so oh, she oh! Even let me get my shoes um, back. Well, you know, you could probably get another pair of shoes, but um, yeah, I think it's too soon. You know, you don't too know soon. somebody after one day, and I felt like I knew her. She was, she was, she was the one. Well, sometimes you can get away with that, but sometimes, um, you know, people are really sensitive to love bombing and. Saying I love you on the first date could definitely be read as a red flag. If you still are, you still gonna want to see her? Or are you gonna try to see her? Again? Yeah, no, I've, I've been, I've, I've been like seeing her, but like, but like not like seeing her. She like, she, you know. Have you been seeing her in real life? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've like I've been seeing not her. taking her on a date. No, not not like I know where she works and like. Oh, okay. So you've been seeing her, but not seeing her. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So like, are you gonna ask her out again? I think I think I'll give it a little bit time. Maybe get to know her a bit more. Yeah, get to know her a bit more and try to. Okay, are you somebody? Which do you want more? Everybody wants both, but which do you want more? Feelings cherished or thoughts respected? I just want to be loved. Okay, so maybe you want your feelings cherished. Yeah, and 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 her, I want I want her. You want her, okay. Yeah. Okay, so everybody wants both, like I said, but we pick one that we want to lead with for awkward situations and conflicts. So if you're picking feelings cherished, then you're going to need to be giving up the control to her, and she's going to be, and respecting her thoughts. Do you understand? So, so, so she so would be more like, taking care of you as opposed to you taking care of her. So I should stop like seeing her until she she starts watching me instead of me watching her. If that's what you want, yeah. If you want to be um in the in the yin energy, which is the feminine energy, then you want to um you can still be around her, but you wouldn't be initiating. But just like from contact. a distance. Well, you wouldn't be initiating contact, but you might be doing eye contact and a smile. Could I leave like notes inside of her locker, like when when she goes, like to tell her, like I'm here, notice me. I think that might be a little bit too creepy. 
too, too much. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I think <laughs> maybe you know if you want to ask her for help with things, you know. Yeah, I mean, I she she doesn't really notice me. I I keep it kind of low down because like she might freak out again and kick me out of her apartment. Okay. So okay. I, I I don't I, yeah. Okay, we'll try that, you know, ease up a little bit and see how it goes. Okay, cool. Thanks for sharing. Okay. Um, who's next? Let's see here. Hi, Josh. Hi. So I'm new here. I just Welcome. Quick question for you. Sorry, okay. you know. Um, but so I recently was seeing this girl, you know, I've been seeing her for a couple months, roughly two, three months. We, we took it kind of slow, you know, and it was, there was this one day, you know, took her on a nice restaurant, uh, cause I got my bonus. So, but I took her to a nice restaurant and we ended up going back to her, her place and Something really odd happened. I don't really know how to describe it without it being really like bad. Like really, I mean, like it's kind of hard to put it. But well, maybe this isn't the forum for it then. Well, it, it's just about relationship advice, correct? Yeah, but if it's gonna be like too much, then I don't want to. Okay, I'd my rather bad. My just bad. not hear it. Well, okay. If you want to set up a private, you can reach out to me through my website. I appreciate it. Okay. Okay. There we go. Okay. Joni. Hi, that's me. <laughs> Hi, welcome. How can I help you? Hi. Um, well, so I know that I am uh, too masculine. And I'm really working on myself and have been actually for a while. I've identified my trauma or my traumas, I should say. And I know why I am how I am. Um, and I've, I'm really working to not be, you know, so masculine. But I mean, is there some direction or something like that that you can give me to something to practice or something to kind of help me along a little bit in my journey? Yes. Okay. So if you want to amp up your feminine side, there's a bunch of things you can do. Um, first of all, start becoming more aware of your feelings. Okay. Um, feelings are one word. So they're like, you know, happy, sad, angry, whatever it is. Um, It's not, I feel like you're a jerk or I feel like that's wrong. Okay. So just start to become more aware of your feelings in different scenarios. That just simply that, simply bringing awareness to your feelings is going to start bringing out your feminine side. Um, the other thing to, that I want you to try is make sure you're doing an hour every day of yin energy activity. That means something that's just done for pure pleasure. Okay. So it can be 
taking a nap. It can be staring out the window. It could be being in nature, yoga, meditation, but just something that's just for you. Okay. Okay. Um, the other thing is, is wherever you find yourself, um, try to lead with your feelings. And again, that means like, I feel uncomfortable. I feel insecure, whatever it is. Um, lead with your feelings, even if it's just like a conversation with somebody on, on, you know, customer service, you know, I, I feel confused. I feel uncomfortable with this, whatever it is. So as much as you can in your personal life, not your work life, but your personal life lead with your feelings. So doing a few of these things is going to start, um, like I said, bringing awareness to your feelings and just that alone will start amping up your feminine side. Um, the other thing that you can do is be conscious of your ability to receive. So a lot of times we're really strong and we're really independent. A lot of us women were raised that way because we had to be, um, but you know, you're, that's not a strategy that's helping you now when you want to have a partner, you know, ideally, potentially who couldn't take care of you. So, you know, as much as you can, um, try to bring awareness to how comfortable you are receiving things and then try to start receiving things. Even if it's just like a door being opened for you or go ahead of me in line or, you know, someone stopped for at a stop sign for you, whatever it is, try to receive a little bit more. Does that help? Yeah. Yeah. And I was doing really good till you got to the receive. (laughs) What happened there? Um, um, Can you give me like another example of what that would mean? Well, a lot of times in life, we're turning things down and we haven't even processed that they've been offered to us. So here's like a really small thing. Somebody asks you how you are especially if it's a masculine energy person, just say, I'm great. I'm not great. I'm sad, whatever it is. Thank you. Thank you for asking. And don't just automatically return. How are you? Do you know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. So it's just like certain things, you know, if a lot of us, especially if you're quick to apologize or say sorry for things, um, you know, there's certain things where you can see that you're not receiving what somebody is offering you. You know, sometimes um, if you stop at a stop sign, for example, and there's a pedestrian and then they run across the street, right? Like they're inconveniencing you, right? Just walk across the street if that's you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So be okay with taking up a little more space in the world. Yeah, that's definitely something I struggle with um, for sure. Okay, we'll try some of these things. A lot of these um, behaviors are meant to provoke a catharsis. So when you, you know, I'm giving you guys advice. Then when you go out and do some of these things, you have an experience of it. And then that has, a, you know, a 
deeper effect on you. Then you come back and tell me how it goes. Then we have an update, you know, then you've shared that with the group. You have deepened it, the healing even more. And so that's kind of how it works. So try some of these things and then let me know how it goes. Okay. And, and yeah, and I will, and I've actually unknowingly been doing some of these things, but not really deliberate, like the way you're explaining it. And so this is really cool because I'm taking notes here and I'm going to start being more deliberate, but so let's just say I was very diligent and I started, you know, started implementing these practices. I mean, is this something that you can actually reverse? Yes. I'm so glad you asked that. Yes. Yes. You know what? These coping mechanisms get welded onto our personalities at such a young age that it's, it almost becomes indistinguishable from who we actually are. And so that's the beauty of doing this work. You know, Freud a hundred years ago said, no, the brain's fixed. It's, you know, zero, zero to 12, you're, well, he actually really thought zero to three, you're cooked, but zero to 12, that's it. Then the rest of your life is getting over that. But this is absolutely something that you can fix and absolutely something you can do. Um, Look, I've worked with a lot of people and it's amazing when you do some of these things, you actually will start to experience physical transformations. And I, you know, I've told this story before when I was doing this work at about the nine month mark, I did a really, I did, I made a really big stand for myself in my life. Um, and it when you know, literally overnight I lost like my whole muffin top. <laughs> it was kind of crazy. <laughs> and people were like, what did you do? How'd you lose so much weight? And I was like, I had a breakthrough therapy. You know, it's just like, <laughs> I had to explain to people, but we're always seeing it. And when I started, it was in a in-person group. Um, when I do the modules, those are on Zoom. So we see each other, but you can start to some often see physical changes in people. Um, because beauty is really an inside job. And so that's, it's just one of the, one of the great parts of doing this work. Um, so yeah, if you want to get into it more deeply, sign up for the module one, because we're going to be starting that a week from Saturday. And then I don't know when I'll be offering it again. What's the, what's the date of that start? June 17th. Okay. Yeah. And so just one follow-up. I mean, Mm -hmm. one of the things I have really been working on myself and I've been learning a little bit more about the feminine, masculine, and all this stuff. And what I've noticed is, I, I, I know you say that at work, we're often more masculine. Well, I am. I mean, I thrive at work. Good. And that's where I, all my- That's where you can go all in on it. Right. But what I'm noticing is I'm becoming different at work, like struggling to be sure of myself and more soft and- at work. And sometimes it's not serving the way it should. So how do you turn it on and off? (laughs) I love it. I love how you're already putting everything into practice. That's amazing. (laughs) Um, And you've only been to, I think, a few of these meetups. This is my second one. Yes. Oh, okay. Great. I mean, awesome. Okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah, look, when you start making changes, all changes are uncomfortable, even changes for the better. 
Okay. And so that's where, you know, what you're talking about is a really crucial point. And that's actually the name of my second book, New Ways of Being the Pain of Change, because I think it's really something that's very misunderstood in the sense that, you know, we think we're going to make this change and it's for the better. And so we're going to just like live happily ever after. And then we start making the change and it's super uncomfortable and painful. And then we want to stop. And then we stop and we pull the arrow back out instead of pushing it all the way through. And then that just makes it so much harder, right? Um, so yes, I understand it's you're becoming a little bit more feminine at work and if maybe it's uncomfortable. Maybe, I don't know, you know, if you could be more specific, we could like break down whether or not the specific situation you're talking about Um if it's not serving you or not. But the beauty is once you start playing around with these dynamics, you start to, you get really good. You start to be able to identify when you should be leading with your feminine to serve you, not as a reaction, but which is going to make you more successful and enable you to get what you want. And when you should be leading with your masculine, when that will serve you, when that's going to enable you to, you know, be more successful, get what you want. Um, I'll give you an example. There was a guy who was subletting um, my neighbor's apartment and he was a feminine energy guy. He was a gay guy, um, very much in his feminine energy. He was a dancer. And so, you know, that's what he led with, you know, most of the time was that feminine energy. And especially since he was, you know, creative and all that, all that creative energy is feminine energy. But um, one day I, <laughs> there was somebody messing with his car in front and I happened to be looking out the window and he started running out in a very feminine way. And when he saw the guy messing with his car, he, he flipped, he went masculine and he went in on the guy. Like I had never seen him be that masculine or that aggressive with somebody. Um, so that was like, just, you know, we all have those two sides of ourselves. That was just one example of a time when I, when I saw that. So, you know, play around with a little bit. There might be, um, you do, you know, you're mostly in your masculine at work. Um, it's mostly the world of ideas at work, but sometimes you can use your masculine to sort of protect your feminine, especially if you're not getting that. So, you know, we would have to like go into the specific dynamic a little bit more to see um, if it is serving you or not. But I think once you start playing around with it a, a bit, you'll start seeing when it, it helps and when it isn't helpful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what the balance is about. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm really excited because what little changes and things I have made um, it's been really great for the most part, other than the work thing, you know, which I noticed I've become more wussy like at work uh -huh. and just, you know, not so more hesitant to make decisions and stuff like that. But I'm okay because I sacrificed that for my own mental health, right? My right. Own being. So even if that's how I am, like, okay, well, okay, that's how I'm going to be. Well, but yeah, if I can find the balance, that would be great. 
Yeah, no, it's great that you're already seeing results. You know, that's always very encouraging. And then the other thing, you know, you can do is you can start doing like a ritual before work or after work so that you can transition like a little bit more, you know, just a little bit more dramatically, maybe, you know, just so you sometimes, you know, it's a matter of putting a hat on or taking a hat off or taking your watch on or putting your watch off, you know, just something that symbolizes to you. Okay. Now I'm in, I'm in my feminine mode. Now I'm in, okay. Now I'm in work. Now I'm in my masculine mode, you know, you can try playing with um, a ritual, you know, that's kind of what, one of the reasons people, you know, go out, they don't come home necessarily after work, you know, they go into the, into the bar or they go to a friend's house, you know, there's that ritual that people would always, you know, go out for drinks when they, when they finish work. And that's partly to ease in that transition back into the personal life, Mm -hmm. you know, but it works both ways. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, I'm excited. Yay. I'm I'm excited (laughs) to report back. Yeah. Yeah. I'll check out your, your site here. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. I'm glad to hear. I love to hear your guys' results and I love to hear your guys, um, you know, what's happening and, and your feedback, um, after you use some of these tools and it's just really healing. Um, when you share it in a group, like I said, it just is kind of that next level, um, healing advancement, spiritual work. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, for me, you know, part of me being too masculine is, not being vulnerable, right? And always having to be strong. And so part of my, a big part of my transformation that I'm undergoing has been to allow myself to be vulnerable. And it's really crazy how much I've actually become, I can't say that I like it, but I like the way I feel. If I I can't quite put my finger on it, but it's been very positive. You're getting, you know, you're getting back in touch with yourself. I mean, you're living more authentically just by, by doing some of these things. So, I mean, you know, that's what we're here to do. Kudos. And a lot of people don't even try. So good work. All right. Well, thank you so much. I'll pass the mic. Yay. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't mean yay, pass the mic, but you know, I'm, I'm happy you're getting a lot out of it. Okay. Thanks. Thank, you're welcome. Thank Thanks. you for sharing. Okay. Kiara. Hey, thank you. Am I saying your name right? Kiara. Kiara. Okay. Yes. No problem. Thank you. Um, Yeah. I was just wondering. um, So I sometimes will see like out and about, I'll see like men and stuff like that, that I find attractive. But I remember that you, you, mention that the masculine energy is to be approaching so I don't really feel comfortable like actually saying hey how are you or anything like that like for example if I'm in Trader Joe's or wherever like that so I was wondering what is a feminine way or a way to be approachable besides just literally being a woman because I do get approached but I don't get approached by the people I would like to be approached by. Okay. Okay. So have you heard me talk about the five flirts? 
No. Okay. Well, here. I'm unmuting you. Yeah, sorry. I couldn't unmute myself. Okay. Um. Yeah, okay. I heard you talk about it, but I didn't um, understand. Uh, you could go over it again. I didn't understand okay. the full okay, yeah. It takes a lot of repetition, you know, and I know for me, I didn't really understand this work when I first heard it, but I saw the results, so I wanted to learn more. Um, okay, so what you're going to be doing as a feminine energy person is you're going to be flirting five days a week. Okay. Um, four of those days are going to be flirting like in the course of your day. So it's just like, you know, like you said, you're at Trader Joe's, you're at Vons, you're uh, picking up your mail, whatever it is, you know, you see someone that you like catches your fancy five seconds of eye contact and smile at the same time. That's the signal that they can approach if they're interested. Okay. Then one day a week, you're going to plant yourself somewhere again, somewhere where you like the look of the people there. So somewhere where you think you can meet a guy you'd be interested in, whether that be the golf course, hotel bar, a museum, a Sierra club hike, whatever it is. Um, but plant yourself somewhere so that, so the hike's not good, but that would be a good idea, but not maybe, but if you did it every week, it would work. Basically go somewhere where you can go over and over if you like the place so that people can get to know you and stay, go by yourself, stay 45 minutes to an hour. And that will give, then you do the same thing, the five seconds of eye contact and smile. But since you're planted, that gives somebody a chance to um, come up and actually have a conversation with you. Now, sometimes we have to do a little bit more to get someone to approach us. Because I, I like to use the example, I had a woman who was every day going to Whole Foods to get coffee before she went to work. And so it was around the same time every day and she kept running into the same guy. And so they ended up starting to talk, blah, 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 but he wasn't closing. He, you know, it was just like, Hey, how are you? Oh, hi. Seeing you again. Got my coffee. And she really wanted it to move forward. So what we decided was when, if she saw him in the parking lot, she'd have a little stumble, not to hurt herself, but just a little stumble so that he would have an opportunity to help her. And it absolutely worked. He came to her aid and they did end up actually going out a few times. Um, so there's a few things that you can do. You can ask for help. Um, if it's getting frustrating and like nothing's happening, like you're saying, if, you know, it's like, they're not saying anything, I'm not saying anything, you know, so there's, you can always also ask, like, if you need an escort or a date somewhere, that's an acceptable ask. Um, so there's a couple things, but start out with the eye contact and smile and see if you don't get some other men approaching you. And then if you need to, you can pull out like an ask for help. Does that make sense? Yeah, that, that makes sense. Thank you. Okay. So yeah, try that out and let us know how it goes. Yeah. And I just wanted to say, I really appreciate, um, I had some light bulbs go off, um, especially when you talked about the thoughts versus feelings and I was able to identify some, something that I was doing, which, um, was probably overwhelming. Um, the last person I dated with, I was giving them my thoughts and my feelings all at 
once and they were just shutting down and I see I see why it was probably overwhelming for the both of us yeah um I'm really happy to hear that because it's yeah you're absolutely right you know women we women especially alpha women who have a strong feminine side and a strong masculine side like we're super super duper capable and so we just have to be aware you know of that um we don't want to when we like I said men need to do good to to feel good so they need to be able to see a place for themselves in your life and if you're like you said taking up all the thoughts and the feelings there's no place for them and that's true especially when you're having a conflict that's why we really use this rubric when we have conflicts because if you're coming with all your thoughts and feelings at the same time what can the other person do where can that person go they can't do anything and so essentially that becomes an act of narcissism it really helps when one person in the conflict takes up the thoughts position and one person in the conflict takes up the feelings position because then you have the complementary energy and that can be negotiated okay you understand that excellent okay thank you for sharing that brought up a lot of um good information okay Nell, i'm seeing your chat here in the last week, I went to three places, the library, the park, and Target. Saw more girls in Target. Okay, because the Target has Starbucks. But I didn't approach them because it make, makes me more creepy. Let me tell you, in parks. Okay. You're Okay, so we talked about this before now. If you see someone you like, try for the eye contact and the smile at the same time if they don't respond then they're not interested but if they do respond then you can approach them okay they didn't approach them because make makes them more creepy it's not creepy to ask you can and that's basically what an inquiring eye is like you know you're kind of like you you're interested you up for it as long as you acknowledge if someone says no okay it's only creepy if you hear no and you keep pushing that's when it becomes creepy so don't be afraid of approaching just expect that there's going to be i don't know somebody was i heard some statistic recently like 85% rejection. I mean, I guess it depends on who you are, but you got to expect as a man when you're dating that there's going to be a lot of rejection. We, we women have to go through it too. It's just that we're not usually the initiator. So, you know, you're, you got to start going out there and giving it a shot. Otherwise, nothing's going to happen. It's very difficult to have a change happen without taking a different action, right? like if something's in, if something is working in your life is it working in your life you got to think about you know what what do i what can i do or what can i stop doing and so you know like i said keep trying it takes a while it's a lot of repetition okay peter Hey, hi, uh, thanks for uh, letting me uh, ask you. Uh, I 
I have a chance to uh, to talk with uh, with any girl, and I try to uh, start a conversation with her. And I try, I I will get uh, Instagram, and sometimes I get the uh, phone number. But after I I go to home and I text her, everything disappears. They doesn't uh, doesn't uh, answer me. Doesn't uh, text me back. Something like that. What can I do? Um, this happened. A girl, you got their Instagram and their phone number you texted them and they didn't respond is that what you're asking me yeah this is not for one girl something happened for three four five something like that okay and if this is like the first time you text after you meet them yeah so like like second day or yeah second day i will i will text here are you sure they're giving you the right number yeah okay <laughs> yeah and the instagram <laughs> okay, and on the Instagram. Okay, I mean, you know. And they, is, is they, is they, 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 are, they were very happy to talk with me. I don't know what, what happened after this. <laughs> yeah, that's odd. Um, I mean, for it to happen so many times in a row like that. Yeah. Well, maybe instead of that, why don't you try calling? You know, a lot of women don't like texting and messaging. So calling or asking out in person, if you can see someone in person, that's even better. Yeah, but they don't respond. Sometimes they don't respond for my calls. Oh, oh, for the calls either? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, then I guess they're not interested or, you know, sometimes people are in different situations. Sometimes people are in relationships and they're just out flirting or, you know, I don't know why they would actually you know even give you their information but some people are playing games you know but yeah just move on to the next just forget about that try to move on to the next overall i men have more success when they ask women out in person or on the phone so that just be a heads up for you um you know, and maybe next, maybe next time you find someone you like, you set up the date at the moment. Um, but you know, keep trying. It's just yeah. You know, but, but, is, but this isn't giving me frustrated. I am frustrated right now. <laughs> yeah, I will keep I can, trying. Yeah, I can definitely see why. So that's why I'm saying, you know, maybe just mix it up a little. You know. Yeah. You can always say, hey. Are you going to be here next week? I'll see you uh, next Friday night or whatever, you know? Okay. Yeah, I'll try. <laughs> okay. Hang in there. You know, sometimes, I mean, this is unfortunately true, but a lot of women, not a lot, but, you know, a lot of people play games. That's how they've been taught to, to communicate. We talk a lot about the different kinds of games that people play in, um, um, especially in the module one and the module two that I teach. Um, if you want to learn more about games, you can look at um, Eric Burns, the games people play, which is the handbook of transactional analysis. Um, and he really, oops, that went to Dale. Okay, he really...
he really um outlines a lot of the dynamics and common games that you can see in people and so sometimes you if you're having a communication with someone and it's gamey you know you might for example notice before you even get the number and, and save yourself some grief so some of some education on some of these things are good so you can see um some red flags and unfortunately that's how some people have been trained you know some women have been trained to you know just reel in as many men as they can and then reject them i mean you know what are you gonna do there's not don't you know there's everybody can be a jerk everybody you know has the potential to be also the opposite of a jerk be a wonderful person um you know sometimes it depends on circumstance but you know we just gotta what we do is we try to when we're building relationships is what we build on is a foundation of trust and so what you look for when you're building a relationship is are this person's words and deeds lining up if they do they show up what they say they are they call me when they say they are this this what they said it would be you know is it consistent i had a a client who was dating a woman who literally like every time he met up with her she said she was in a different career you know it was just like a big red flag some people would would just blow that off but it did end up you know he did end up breaking things off she was just really inconsistent and ended up having no integrity so some of these things um you know you can look for do people's words and deeds line up are they willing to make and keep commitments with you these are some like really key tests of um relationships and relating that um, will help you sort of weed people out and and promote people to the top okay i am going to put my contact in the chat one more time you guys can find me here you can reach out to me um on instagram or through my website you can look at the books again I teach this work a few times a year. We are starting the introductory class a week from Saturday. So if you like this work, jump on that. It's a smaller group. It's more intimate. Don't have trolls. Um, and we really get to go deep and, you know, apply a lot of this theory to specific situations in our lives. So in that sense, the work is very accelerated. Um, so if you're interested in that, that's the module package link. This will also be available as a podcast and on YouTube um, after tonight. And if I don't hear from you before, I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for showing up.